usually retired insurance policy adjusters that went into the public side they know the intricacies the ins and outs and the riders that are necessary in order to really protect the insurance company and that's a powerful weapon against an insurance policy if you have someone that really understands that welcome to the big fat real estate checks podcast with marco kozlowski where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your job with passive cash flow for life Hey everyone, welcome to Big Fat Real Estate Checks. My name is Marco Goslowski and I'm excited to share with you a super cool episode, a windy episode. We're going to be talking about insurance, hurricanes, all that fun. We actually have a hurricane uh, almost upon us here and uh, we thought, what a great idea. Let's talk about insurance. Now, if you have not listened to the first 10 episodes of the Big Fat Real Estate Checks podcast, please do. You will uh, learn a lot. And that's what I got to say about that. The first 10 episodes teach you all about asset-based lending. It basically uh, encompasses a lot of the things that uh, that are necessary, the basics that you need to know in order to buy assets using skills, not money. And uh, once you have the right skill sets, you never need money again or credit in order to buy shit, which is really cool. And of course, I'm joined by Frankie Fingers Galuccio and Gabrielle Araish. And of course, my name is Marco Kozlowski. So let's talk about insurance insurance writers now i think we might have touched on this before where insurance is really part of murphy and we have to protect ourselves against murphy and i've had mobile home parks that have been destroyed and completely rebuilt anew because of insurance and there are very important things that you can do to protect yourself and riders that need to be added like a wind rider when there's hurricane if you don't have a wind rider then you're not going to be covered and uh, there's just a whole lot of things but there's some secrets that we're going to be discussing as well today that most don't even know about. So, Gabe, you want to want to kick it off because I know Frank's going to talk a while after that. You have to leave. Yeah. You have to leave before Frank does. I can kick it off. I mean, there's what's the say? I mean, with with this hurricane coming, I think the, the topic of insurance is going to be an interesting one uh, in the following weeks. As uh, I think this is sadly the the, the only way where the, the people get the best out of the insurance companies. <laughs> but speaking from experience, depending on where your properties are. I think that's what you you first have to establish is what's what are the risks in your area with respect to insurance and I, we've we've gone through a I guess a a little bit of a horrific experience in Mississippi following a tornado it is a tornado area so this is something that we uh, we were aware of so we did have the wind coverage but the only thing is, is in our case is the way the writer was written was it was that each building had its own deductible and that's kind of where mm. we got you know we learned a very 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 valuable lesson yeah, so, uh, we you know we had like 14, 14 buildings with a ten thousand dollar deductible on each so ten thousand deductible looks good but when it becomes on each building Building, it becomes a lot and actually those buildings rarely will get more than that ten to twenty thousand dollars worth of of damage at least in, in the area where we were so valuable lesson learned something that you you should definitely read your policy carefully and understand it and if you don't make sure you ask uh, either the insurance company or your broker uh, typically will work through brokers because they have your best interest at hand and so they'll be able to explain to you what it is that you you are not understanding but 
at least from that perspective make sure you understand what what area you're in to know what the risks are so obviously if you're you know like right now in, in florida you know obviously hurricanes are very well known to hit but there's other parts that maybe hurricanes will hit but that they're not necessarily typical you're still gonna want that insurance or that rider for wind there and then there's other places you know in the in the, in the northern part of the united states where hurricanes are obviously not going to be a threat but maybe tornadoes are a threat or other types of Hold on. damage are a threat so yeah it's tell, tell canada that just got one they got Halifax is, yeah, yeah, but Halifax is on the water. I'm, I'm talking about northern inland. You know, I, I don't see. Uh, well, New York is on. New York is north, and that's New York. So anything that's not exactly. touching water, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I was just busting your balls, buddy. That's okay. Your balls, My balls have okay. been busted uh, officially. I just got the message. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I just wanted to add what Gabe said. That the riders, there's a wind rider and there's also a hurricane insurance rider. They're two separate riders. And from my understanding, for, with a wind rider, if the winds are beyond 75 miles per hour, where it's actually classified as a hurricane, you may not have, you may not have coverage. Yeah. Coverage. So. It's a different kind of wind rider there, you know, and different levels of wind riders that you can have as well. So now to just piggyback on what you both just said, you can get your insurance company to try to explain it to you. But again, their interest is it's like having a lawyer that's trying to see you explain what the lawsuit is. It's, you know, it's a little bit of a conflict of interest. The broker does have your best interest at heart, but there's something called a public adjuster, which is something that most don't know about, where they will actually fight on your behalf. They will get a percentage of the claim, but they can get you four, five, six times more than you would normally get on your insurance policy because they really understand the intricacies of how insurance companies work. And their objective is to get you as much as possible based on the policy. And the insurance company's job is to get you the least amount based on your insurance policy. I know of a case where insurance company was going to pay a hundred grand and actually got 500 grand because the public adjuster really linked all the problems of the, uh, of what really happened and what it's really going to cost to fix everything as it should be back to its original, you know, original state. Because the insurance company might just say, well, this is what needs to be fixed, but everything that's supporting that structure or that's supporting the structure that's supporting that structure that's supporting that structure also has to be replaced because it damaged or warping or uh, it's cracked. They check everything and they get you absolutely every penny that you can and it doesn't cost you money up front. Yes, they take a piece, it's okay. but getting three times more, four times more, five times more and having to pay 10, 15, or, 20%, or who cares? Yeah, and or just getting something. Cost so doing I, business. I'm going through this right now with one of my uh, properties uh, in Florida where I, I phoned the insurance company. We had some severe, we had some severe, <laughs> so I'm getting reactions from Gabe and uh, Marco. Uh, well, we couldn't hear you at all. We're like, what? trying, what's that, Shetty, buddy? <laughs> and, then, and then you crank up your volume. We were at a rock concert all of a sudden. Yeah. I just, sorry, uh, sorry I just shot my pants. The listeners. Yeah, I, I, I I'm going to go uh, get my depends. I'll the, be right back. Yeah, with the volume button over here. And I guess I cranked it too high. But uh, hopefully I can, you guys can hear me okay now. But as I was saying. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> so not only a public adjuster will get you more in my case i'm looking for the public adjuster to actually go to bat for me and actually get me the claim through because i had a situation where one of my properties um over the last six months i guess the area where it's in has been experiencing severe thunderstorms and wind uh where even neighboring properties have sustained substantial losses 
And these last past six months, I've been experiencing some deficiencies in my units where there's buckling of the sheetrock, the roof, water coming in. So I did what everyone else did, phoned the insurance company and they said, that's fine. So the desk adjuster sends a field adjuster. So the field adjuster goes out to the field, assesses the situation, makes a report, got the report back. It wasn't in my favor. They go, we, we don't see any substantial evidence of, of, uh, of wind damage. So then I, I didn't stop there. I knew to go one further, like, well, listen, you know, can we get you know, someone that's a little bit more qualified, like an engineer. So always request for an engineer after the field adjuster goes out. So the engineer went out, they did their assessment. The only thing with the engineer, he didn't have access to all the access points like the attic and we offered and he said, don't worry about it. So when we got the report back, there was questionable items there and talking to, and thank you, Marco, for the, for the intro, talking to a public adjuster, which I wasn't even aware they even had them. They don't work for the insurance company. So when he went out, he goes, no, no, he goes, the insurance company has to prove beyond the reasonable doubt that wind damage was not, did not occur or hail or whatever the case is. And that's not what happened here. So I, I retained this public adjuster and yeah they do take a cut it's like you know personal injury lawyers right they take a cut after the fact so if you're awarded a hundred thousand whatever their cut is ten percent fifteen they take that but that's going to be a lot better than getting nothing in my case so for the listener that just obviously if you just learned this uh you, by speaking to marco they you know i guess most of our listeners don't know this but where do you find a public adjuster and what are you expecting to pay them as a percentage it's anywhere between 10 and 20%. And if you, there is actually a site where you can find uh, the public adjusters. I'll, um, I'll wait for everyone to just to pull over here if you're listening, because it's actually a, it's a tricky uh, one. Get, get ready. It is a tricky one. It's not a common, uh, common website. We're ready. You guys ready? To us. Starts with G. G, G, O, O, G. L-E. Starts with G, ends with Oogle, <laughs> and uh, yes, yes, it rhymes. It rhymes so with public Google. adjuster. In it's your area. A, the Oracle of the Google. Yes, it's called a public adjuster, and I'm shocked as to how many people don't know that that's even I, I a thing. I, I don't even know if we have them. Uh, do we have we them in Canada? Yeah. I'm not even sure if we even have them in Canada. But I just found out this week. No longer Canadian. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know, listen. but most Americans don't know either. Even people from Africa yeah, well, don't maybe know. Maybe not. I don't know. But yeah, you know what? It's something. Yeah. Or Asia. Or yes. or Asia. Or any yeah, of the Martians. Antarctica. Or Canada. Canada's. No, it's it's all jesting aside, it's yeah, we don't know. You don't know what you don't know. So on that note, so getting a public adjuster that goes to bat for you, because obviously the insurance company they're gonna be a little bit biased and if you know if the because well well the well, a little listen, bit biased, right? You know, if you well hold it's, on a second, if your roof's missing like, it, it, there's really it, strong <laughs> evidence of it. Uh, they can't deny it. Obviously, they're going to go with the field adjuster. Most, but the amount, that, the amount they that, give yes. you though—that's the thing as well. It's not just—it's not just well, it's damage or not damage. It's like well, they, like I'm having, I have a claim right now, and my adjuster's like, you know, we're they're tying everything in. That that's a problem. Like if if because there's a leak in the roof that tied to something else, and now the gyprock now my uh, as you know Frank in my house I have tile that's lifted up from moisture that's caused by the roof over time. That's like they're they're just tying all the dots together. Next thing I know, I'm gonna you know they're gonna say this we got to demolish this house and build uh, you a new well, one. That happened to me in Panama when the hurricane so, hit up there. But I just want to say with that, if you hire a GC to actually do your work. They actually report back to the insurance company. I know mine initial adjustment, the adjuster, the estimate was about 50K. And by the end of it, we we're at 98,000 because as they peeled back 
the sheetrock or, or the drywall as they put you know looked at the floors there was more ad items to be added and we added so i had a good insurance company that were very cooperative and they ended up i think they should have just demolished the house at that point i don't think it was even worth around ninety eight thousand. but they brought it down to the studs and and, and and even some so some adjusters will do that if you get a gc and then you don't get a public adjuster but in marco's case yeah they're going to go to bat and say how about this 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 and you don't have to go back and get adjustments because everything's kind of covered so isn't it better to always kind of just have a public adjuster in 100%. the process well well it depends well, well, i'm gonna say it depends Tell it me. depends if you have a 500 deductible and it's a five thousand dollar thing you don't need a public and it's a, maybe a theft or a loss or you know do you really the answer is why don't you call the public adjuster and ask him if it's worth it because if the guy's going to make 10 bucks on the deal it's not going to be worth it it's the guy's incentivized to get you as much money as possible and how many of these people do you want in your life just like asset-based lending or any broker that we use for asset-based lending or however we structure these deals there's got to be some juice for the person that's doing the work and no one wants to work for free so there's a significant problem then yeah i think getting an opinion or even two opinions even three opinions get three public adjusters take a look at it and see what what's going on because they're not going to take on your case anyway until you sign on the dotted line that says you're going to they're going to give you you know you're going to get a they're going to get a piece for whatever they they, they find but you know going from a hundred thousand to five hundred thousand or from ten thousand to sixty thousand or even fifteen or twenty thousand you're still ahead of the game if you use the public adjuster and have the right insurance policy. This is also important. I would even call a public adjuster during or after your closing and see if you have the right insurance for that area. Because they are constantly in the insurance claiming business, they'll know what riders you should or shouldn't have because they understand insurance policies. That's what they do. They're basically usually retired insurance policy adjusters right. that went into the public side and they know the intricacies the ins and outs and the riders that are necessary in order to really protect the insurance company and that's a powerful weapon against an insurance policy if you have someone that really understands that so even talking to them to get the right policies because a broker is going to sell you as much as they can but when push comes to shove and you need to have a claim that's when you really need to make sure your i's are dotted and t's are crossed just in case of that problem. Because I know you had a sinkhole too, Frank. I, 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 I don't want to miss <laughs> I, miss this so, conversation before we... Uh, don't buy a property with Frank. <laughs> well, hold on a sec. Wait, 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 wait. I want to backtrack <laughs> that. Actually, all the insurance claims that did go through, yes, I had a sinkhole, I had hurricane, I had Niagara Falls in one of my houses, water you know, gushing out of the chandeliers and, and, and stuff. But the sinkhole was very interesting, actually. And, and this one, again, I'm not a from florida i do visit here frequently and marco's food and stay in his place and he's very you know a good host for a long time <laughs> so, <laughs> that's a portrait of me yeah, exactly. on your right hand side by the way. so <laughs> so with the cinco it's very interesting because insurance companies I, I now i don't know back there was a time where they stopped insuring for sinkholes now there's catastrophic sinkhole where it swallows up your house and then there's sinkholes where there's a cavity underneath your house where you're going to get settlement issues. You're passing the salt, the things like rolling down the table. But those things, they don't cover. So you have to get a, an additional rider for those for non-catastrophic sinkholes. And I didn't have that. And what happened is I was trying to sell a house near Wesley Chapel, which is in Pasco. And Pasco County is known for a lot of sinkholes, apparently. And they did some kind of x-ray thing. Uh, at least someone was doing the due diligence that, that I didn't know to do. But they did some kind of x-ray underneath. And there was also public records when the builder went there that there was cavities. They call them cavities underneath the, the house. So I had 
a substantial one, not enough to you know swallow the house up, but enough to cause structural damage. I had to pay out of pocket. I fought with the insurance, and that's when they educated me. They go, no, this is the policy. This is you excluded this one. It's only catastrophic. It's not catastrophic. So you're shit out of luck. And it cost me over fifty thousand, which was not actually that bad considering so what they do they, they, there's a lot of involvement they, they have to drill holes every two feet around the whole perimeter they have to put sensors on the house and then they get these pumps or whatever and they put like grout like a cement in there and it's not cheap it's about 120 bucks a yard for this grout and if there's veins underneath you're, you're going to be spending a lot of money on grout so thankfully they projected around 70k i ended up getting away with 50 and i didn't lose money on it on that one but no, I, I could have made $50,000 more and not go through that whole ordeal, which took over a month, month and a half to do. So what what do we learn from that um, as a listener? Because the last thing I want someone to do is go, oh my gosh, I don't want to get in the business because now there's going to be a sinkhole and I'm going to lose $50,000 or have $50,000. I know there's a lot of people come from a place of fear. So give us a snapshot on what you should have done since uh, you're in the due yeah. diligence business. So What's so the, uh, what's the, the step here? Built, there's a lot of public records that are already done. So the, the developer, if, if they purchase a parcel of land, they have to do certain sets, environmental assessments and things like that. And also if it's, if, if the area is prone to sinkholes, they have to do another test, which basically is x-raying the land. And that was already actually ready available. Uh, the person who was buying the house actually showed me the paper. I go, where'd you get this? It was from the county. And I didn't know that was available. So hmm. if you are in an area where there is sinkholes, and even if you don't know, maybe, you know, in Florida, there, there is. Is there a website I, I where we can find out where the sinkholes <laughs> the, are? The county. But where do I found that? I don't so know how to find the county G website. And it <laughs> ends with Google. Oh, exactly. oh, oh Google. okay, okay. Yes. F Frank didn't get no, it. Sorry. Frank didn't get it. Yeah. You want to ask him again? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, hey, Fr hey, Frank, yes. let's try this again. Hey, Frank, is there a well, website where I'm you can find you all these that, Marco, because there is. You're in luck. It's called Google, the Oracle of the Google. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. shit. So in terms of the proper oh my department, shit. just go to officials records or something like that, or just talk to someone in, in the county where you can get that. But it is all available, and I, I didn't know that was. And if I would have done my due diligence before then, I perhaps would have got the proper insurance, uh, given that it is in an area where it's it's prone to sinkholes. So, but it's okay. And, you know, I had other situations where I did have the proper riders, which are hurricane rider, uh, which is different from wind rider and just damage or loss of use. And all the other properties that I had, I had the proper riders. I actually, I don't want to say I profited from it, but I technically did. One of my houses, I actually two of my houses, I got full two brand new houses out of it. And I even got monthly income from the rent that I was losing as if it was rented so if you have the prop yep. yeah if you have the proper things lots in there, of revenue you know the world's changing climate's changing whatever you're getting more storms it's maybe it's just going back to normal whatever it is but people are crazy but people if you are have crazy. the proper insurance don't be scared of it actually because i've profited from all of them even if a tenant does damage on the inside if it's over a certain amount when you're in the eviction process when you have possession and you you show that they've done damage at, at timing is important here because once you no longer have possession or if there's a, a rider in your in your lease that they're responsible for any damage is going to be criminal over a certain amount, you can enforce that and actually then you can file a claim that there was vandalism in your house and that's actually covered by your insurance policy as well. So there's a lot of neat things that you can use insurance for and if your deductible is smaller than what the deposit was, then technically your tenant has paid your deductible in order to get a new property on the inside. So you can really use insurance as a tool to not only protect yourself, but, and I, you know, I don't want to profiteer from insurance or, or things that, that go wrong, but 
if you have a, a mobile home park and a hurricane slash tornado destroys everything, your insurance company, and you have the right insurance, your insurance company is going to be replacing each one of those units with newer units. Since if these were units that were done in the 1990s, well, they stopped making those in the 90s. So they got to give you new ones and new ones are infinitely more expensive than the ones that were in the 90s And since it's now a new unit, you can almost double the rent yeah, for that area or sell it out of so, profit. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, there's so many things that that most people are terrified of Oh, I don't want to go to Florida because of the hurricanes We've known about this hurricane coming for a, week, a while easy. Like it's not people in California are terrified of hurricanes earthquakes you have no warning with an earthquake you know, that'll, that'll fuck you up, you know, but it is what it is. You know, you just, you live your life, you live where you want to live and that's that. And that's use insurance as a tool and the tools around insurance and as tools. It's like the tool within the tool. And the the just tool. maybe another, uh, I guess something I do uh, when, when I'm doing my due diligence, it doesn't mean that it's going to help, but it could is if you ask your seller for their insurance documents and you'll see what writers they have on. And that might give you some clues as to like, if, if, if Frank seller had, a sinkhole insurance there and he didn't know that sinkholes were around then frank would have asked well you know how come there's sinkhole insurance and then maybe that would have spurred a discussion as to well we're in an area that is prone to sinkholes and whatnot so it doesn't mean it's going to help but it's worth taking that step because by reading uh, the different writers that are on there what what the previous seller is actually insuring against that might give you some clues as to what's going on in that area well said well said well i guess that's all we have to say about that Hopefully this was a episode that you enjoyed. Everyone loves talking about paperwork and insurance and wind and destruction. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's that time. We got to go. On the next episode, you're going to be amazed at uh, the secret that we're going to share. I can't even tell you what it is because it's a secret. And uh, stay tuned for the very next episode. Of course, if you like us, love us, please share us. Make sure you comment as well. For some reason, we have like 300 comments that disappeared. I have no idea how. It's very interesting how uh, the oracle of the podcasting world works. But uh, yeah, we would love to hear your, your comments. Give us uh, uh, feedback. Email us feedback, actually, please. If there's a topic that you want us to discuss, we'd be delighted to do that as well. And uh, yeah, we appreciate you as a listener and appreciate you too as well. My brother's from another mother and it's always a slice. And hopefully I'll not only have a house, but food left after Frank leaves. And uh, we'll, we'll take it from there. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day and be your best. That's all you can ask for. If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, this course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to GetDealsByTuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.